The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And welcome to First Bite, your Pride of Detroit mini midweek podcast where we talk about all things Detroit Lions. This week we have a very special one. We're going to play a little game for all 30-ish minutes. You can play along at home if you'd like. But before we get into any of that, let me introduce myself. My name's Jeremy Reisman. I'm managing editor over at prideofdetroit.com. I am the interim host of the POD cast. I am the co-host of this podcast, which we call First Bite. But it's all together on the our, our podcast feed, which you can get pretty much anywhere and you're probably listening to one on right now so you don't need to me don't need me to explain where with me as co-hosting in his duties as well for first bite ryan matthews at ryan underscore pod on twitter ryan how are we doing tonight i have this like alfalfa hair that's going on that i can't get down but i'm doing great (laughs) i'm doing great how are you good good it is uh it's nfl combine week as we are speaking, I think the wide receivers and quarterbacks are going at it on field. But we're not going to talk about the NFL Combine today. No, 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 no. Because Ryan came up with a really fun game that I think we're, we're going to enjoy. Maybe, maybe even repeat later because it's that much fun. It's a little game we call This and That. Um, maybe, maybe not the most original idea, but it's, it's very simple. Um, we're going to bring up some off-season theor- theoretical situations. Um, and we're going to say, which one do you prefer, this or that? And this is purely off-season stuff. This is purely decisions that the Lions have to make. Um, they're, they're not all, in reality, they have to do this or they have to do, do that. It's kind of setting up hypotheticals. Mm-hmm. in which, and, and some of them are realistic. Some of them are conundrums that the Lions are going to face. Other than, others are just, hey, worst-case scenario or best-case scenario, which of these two would you choose? Yeah, some of them are really like the lesser of two evils, though. (laughs) Yes, the second half especially. The first half might be a little... They're going to seem like softballs compared to the second half, so make sure you stick around for the second segment. But uh, are you ready to get started with this or that? Yeah, I just keep on thinking of the commercial with the hamsters. I don't know what that is. The one where they're like, you can... You can or live with driving this, around in you cars? can do it. Yeah. Oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. You can roll with this, and you're going to roll with, Yeah, that should be our theme song. Yeah, but somebody needs to make it POD-related yes. or themed. 
<laughs> I'm all I'm all in. Let's do this. All right. That. <clears throat> oh, nice. All right. Our first question, and you're gonna see it on our Twitch chat too, because I'm all fancy now. Would you rather this or that spend a bunch of free agent money on an offensive guard or spend it on a defensive tackle? Two of the line's biggest needs. Ryan, which one are you going to... So we're going to... I didn't really explain this. You're going to pick one side. I'm going to debate the other whether I agree with it or not. Which one are you? Offensive guard or defensive tackle? I think I'm going to make this one easy for you because I think that we might just disagree. But I'm going to say that I would rather the Lions overspend on an offensive guard. Okay. And the reason I say that is because the Lions are so thin at guard. We talked about it on the podcast how really it's just Joe Dahl and... Joshua Garnett. I mean, they have some practice squad guys that they could potentially use, but they're so thin at that position already. And the outlook in the draft this year for guards, it doesn't really seem like there are a lot of guys who are plug in plays. You're not going to get your Frank Ragnos of the world or, you know, that, that, that year had like Billy Price and a couple of other really big name interior offensive linemen. There aren't those guys that are available. So with, those guys not being available, the Lions seemingly not interested in re-signing Graham Glasgow. I think that you overspend on an offensive guard just to make sure that you have some competent NFL-level play at that position and you're not sticking a rookie out there. I see where you're going with this, but you're right. This You did make this easy for me. Go all in on DJ Reader at defensive tackle because I think we can agree that defensive tackle is at least as barren as guard on this team right now, especially now that snacks is gone. Um, and to me, if you're going to get a defensive tackle in the draft, you're going to have to do it high. And granted the lines have the capital to do that. Um, it kind of pigeonholes their need there. If they're not spending money on defensive tackle and free agency, they have to go Derek Brown or they have to go Javon Kinlaw or they have to, you know, basically spend a, a day one or several <laughs> day two picks on the position, whereas offensive guard, you can wait a little bit. And I know it's not a particularly great class of offensive guards, but I think you can get one in the second or third round and, and have them start. It's not a, it's not a particularly difficult position. It's not one that people value that much. So I know there's a guy like Joe Thune who they could probably spend a ton of money on in free agency. Of course, if they're willing to do that, I don't know why they, they wouldn't just spend it on Graham Glasgow. But to me, I think their strategy is just go cheap at offensive guard because it's not that important of a position to them, at least in comparison to defensive tackle, which I think they're willing to spend a lot of money on. Yeah, I, I, I will agree with you in the sense that if you, get, if you can get a guy like DJ Reader, who's not only a good play against the run, but also a good pass rusher, there mm-hmm. aren't a lot of those guys available in the draft. So if you're going to over... If you're going to overspend on one of those positions, get a guy who can do both for you rather than, you know, spend it big on, say, like Danny Shelton, for instance, who's really just a, a nose tackle. Because those guys are a dime a dozen in the in the draft. Well, if Twitch chat is is the judge of this competition, I have it by a landslide. Everyone is saying defensive tackle in our chat. So I'm going to go ahead and give, give myself a point, even though we didn't even say we're going to keep points here. That's let's fine. Move on to, you, let's you can, move you on. can even, you can even give yourself a point and a half. I don't care. Okay, cool. I got a point and a half now. <laughs> uh, let's move on to our second question. Do you draft? If, if Chase Young is there, do you draft Chase Young at three or do you trade down and get an extra pick and then pick up someone of your choice 
in this instance, we're going to say Jeff Okuda at whatever pick. Mm. I, I, I picked first time. So why don't you go ahead oh. and choose your side, this or that? We're, so we're playing winners? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're playing buckets. Yes. Um, I might take the unpopular. I don't, I don't know if this is the unpopular p- position. Cause I, I think this might be a 50, 50 split amongst fans, but I'm trading down. I, I'm almost always team trade down. I love chase young as a prospect. I think he could make a huge difference on this team right away, but this team needs picks. This team needs players. This team needs several lottery scratch, t- scratch tickets. They need a lot of help. And if they can get a guy like Jeff Okudu, who I think is worthy of the number three overall pick anyways, and get some some extra picks, a, a potential day two, maybe even a day one pick out of it, you absolutely do it. Absolutely. You get you get basically another franchise defensive player at like Chase Young would be, plus the opportunity to grab another starter right away. So many things I agree with you on. I agree that I'm always team trade down. I'm definitely team Jeff Okuda. But I have no doubt in my mind that if I was faced with those two propositions, I would choose Chase Young at number three. I understand the idea and the rationale behind collecting as many lotto, lotto tickets as you want, lotto tickets, draft picks, whatever you want to call them. I get that. And I get that with this draft particularly because it seems like it's pretty stacked like in the first like round and a half. So you can, if you can get quite a few picks in that top 60, you're probably, you're probably picking from a good crop of talent, but Chase Young is far and away the best player in this draft. And he's maybe far and away, maybe the best defensive end project or prospect that's come out in the draft in, I don't know, four or five years. Better than Bosa? Better than Bosa. I mean, if you, if you take a look at, uh, Pro Football Focus's draft guide, if you have access to that, they have mm-hmm. quotes, little quips about each player. And for Chase Young, it just says, the best player we've ever graded. Wow. I mean, this is a guy who, in, in tw- since 2018, 29 sacks, 81 hurries, and 131 pressures in two years. And his senior or his junior year, he was suspended for two games. I think this is a guy that totally transforms your defense. Jeff Okuda is a nice piece, but but Chase Young transforms your defense. I mean, you want to talk about a PFF darling? Jeff Okuda is their guy too. I mean, he's he's one of the best cornerbacks they've they've vouched for in, in a very long time. I mean, even having a, a cornerback in the top three conversation is not something you hear that often. Um, but Okuda's resumes is just that good and how often even if the lines keep Darius Slay, how often have we been banging the table for a number two guy across him for once having a one-two punch in the secondary how how long have we been pounding the table for an edge rusher because i would (laughs) i I don't know actually it's probably pretty close (laughs) i went back and i looked at my 2018 mock draft that i did and i had the lions picking harold landry in the first round i was like the lions have to like in my write-up i was like the lions have to go edge they can't go any other position (laughs) two years later i think we're still faced with that problem all right, Twitch chat is pretty split on this one. One person just says, I hate this question. Uh, <laughs> but I do think most people are saying Chase Young, so I'm going to give the round to you. You get 1.49 points. 
Yeah. One last <laughs> one last funny thing about the draft guide and Chase Young. They yeah. have pros and cons listed for each player. On the right side, they could only come up with three cons. So then they wrote con four and con five. And I'm not sure if those are just placeholders and they forgot to delete them <laughs> or if it's just them being funny and tongue in cheek and like, I don't know, but there aren't any other cons to his game. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Our yeah. third one and the last one before we go on break here has to deal with Darius Slay. Do you trade Darius Slay this year for a second round pick? Or do you hold on to him without extending him this year, hope he doesn't hold out, and then essentially lose him and potentially gain a a third-ish round compensatory pick for him next year? Uh, Well, since since it's buckets and Mm -hmm. winner gets to stay, Mm -hmm. I am going to say that the Lions get what they can for Darius Slay now and let that be it. And I think that a second round pick is a, it's a pretty valuable pick regardless of who you're trading with <clears throat> in that second round. Just because like I said, there are, there are so many players within that first like round and a half that are really, really valuable assets for, for the lions, especially. So I think you trade Darius Slay now you get the pick. I just, I don't want to risk having him hold out. He can easily hold out the entire season. Why not just, why not just tuck it in? And, and then you're waiting two years to get a compensatory, like you said, thirdish round pick. Yeah. And, and one kind of interesting piece of evidence to throw the way of, of him potentially holding out is that he, he threw in a comment this week about potentially, you know, locking out and being okay with being locked out for a year. If the if the NFL doesn't get a good CBA. So, I do think he's the kind of person that would be resolute and and potentially hold out. Um, but I think, I mean, I'm, I'm technically on your side, but let me argue the other side um, in that we, we, we can't forget that this is a mandate year for this front office. Like this is a do or die season. They have to take risk and they have to do it now. And so with Darius Slay, here's what they can do. They, they can hold on to him. He's 29. Um, he can't really afford to lose too many more seasons uh, <clears throat> by holding out, um, by by missing an entire year. If if he does, I think his value goes down. I think his opportunity to get a better deal goes down next year, um, depending on you know the whole CBA and all that sort of stuff. Um, and the Lions can ride it out. If he if he doesn't play, then you look maybe at the trade deadline. You think maybe maybe that's an opportunity. Even if he does play and and it's a sinking season, maybe the trade deadline is where you go. You, you take a Golden Tate round and you trade him there. But he's the best defensive player this team has right now. And I say that fully knowing that Trey Flowers is on the team. And maybe there are some people that think Tracy Walker has made that, that jump. Um, if you trade Slade this year, you are putting another huge hole on this team that can't afford more holes on defense. And I know everyone wants to say, well, the defense was trash last year anyway, so get rid of every piece. That doesn't mean get rid of the good pieces. It means get rid of the bad pieces. And there was about eight or nine bad pieces, and Darius Slay wasn't one of them. So if you can get another year out of him, great, do it. I mean, I'd love for them to to give him an extension. I'd love for them to to get some sort of value out of him this year. Um, but it, you, you got to play him if, if you can. You got to savor this defense for whatever it can be savored in, in 2020. Yeah. I mean, the defense was a sinking ship last year, but that doesn't mean 
that you plug all those holes with with new pieces. One of you know some of them they have to be the guys that you came with, and Darius Lay is one of those guys that you want on your defense. Christian Jones, not so much. Well, apparently not everyone thinks that way. Um, all right, uh, I don't see a lot of. We're just we're going to call that one a tie. So we're going to go into the second half. Pretty much tied up here. I got a one and a half to a 1.49 lead. Oh, and things boy. are going to get very tough in the second half. So stick around. We got some doozies around the corner coming up on the POD cast. I mean, first play. And we are back with this or that off-season edition, our new first bite game show, maybe. I don't know if you want to call it a game show. Maybe just a little game. We don't have the game show music going in the background unless Chris did it, in which, in which case, thanks, Chris. Um, all right, second half, we're all tied up here. And man, these are gonna you guys are going to hate these questions. We're putting ourselves in a rough position here. And... Ah, I think I think we're both going to strain to to make good arguments on either side because we're going to hate them. But are, are you ready for this, Ryan? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> okay, here we go. Scenario number four: go the entire draft without drafting an edge defender, or go the entire draft without drafting a cornerback. I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you this one too. What? Which one are you taking? I don't see how they can go another draft without addressing the need for a pass rush. And if so, I'm obviously going to choose. There's no way that they can go without drafting an edge rusher. He said for the third straight year. (laughs) You feel like we're on repeat, but I was talking to Jeremy about this before we got on the podcast, but my last mock draft that I wrote was in 2018 and I had the lions picking Harold Landry with the 20th pick that they would eventually use to take Frank Ragnow. But I was in that article. I was like, yeah, the edge, the, the lack of pass rush, the lack of rush off the edge is the biggest problem facing this team. And I think I could have copied and pasted that last year. And I think I could copy and paste that this year if they don't address that edge position, because getting Trey flowers wasn't enough. Deshaun hand can't be relied upon at this point. And plus he's kind of more versatile guy that kicks inside. Anyways, they don't have any true edge rushers. And I don't know if it's because Matt Patricia doesn't want any or if it's because they just don't deem it a valuable enough position to, to spend the kind of resources it takes to get an elite one. If they have the chance to get Chase Young and they don't get him, I'm going to tear my hair out. Because we all took this position at the end of the season. They had the 32nd ranked total pass rush win rate, that ESPN metric. They were yeah. the worst team by far. There's no way that they can go another year without addressing that issue. So you would rather go the entire draft without drafting a cornerback? Yes, because you know what? As you said in last segment, Darius Slay is here. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I think they can go the entire draft without drafting an edge. And here's why. You mentioned pass rush being a serious need for the Lions this offseason. I will 100% agree with you. But... Let's talk about where that pass rush is coming from because they got no push from 
anyone on the interior. No push from Snacks. No push from Ashawn. Deshaun Hand was hurt. Um, so was Mike Daniels. The Lions went all in on their DTs, and they either were injured or could provide no pass rush. That's where their focus needs to be right now because they got an edge guy that they like. They got a couple edge guys that they like. They like Romeo Aquara. They they obviously like Trey Flowers. For some reason, they like Devon Kennard as an edge guy as well. That's three deep, at least. And those guys are all guys that they're comfortable with and happy with. Cornerback is a different situation. Darius Slay's situation is tenuous at best. Um, people are expecting Amani Oruare to become a starter. Let's let's dial that back down a little bit because he he finished okay. He had a couple of interceptions, but he also got beat pretty bad on a couple of, of occasions. And we're talking about a, a day three pick here. I know we all thought he was better and should have been drafted earlier, but if 32 teams disagree, I tend to fall on the side of the 32 teams. Now they could go in free agency and, and get a Chris Harris or grit, whoever they, they like, but they need to get young at the position. Even if they, even if they extend Darius Slade, they need to get young at the position. They need to start thinking about the future. They need a CB two or potentially a CB one for the future. And I'm not going to be too happy if they don't draft a cornerback in day one or day two because I think it's a position that they've been putting off too long. How long have we been pounding the floor to get someone opposite Darius Slay or someone just to help him out so that you know maybe the other side of the field is okay? Maybe when the quarterback spends the entire game avoiding Darius Slay, someone else can intercept the ball. Someone else can get their hand on the ball because lately that hasn't been the case. Hey, you know what I want to say? I really do agree with you in the event that they do extend Slade, that they need to still draft a corner and get young. Because look at Bob Quinn's track record with extending players and then getting rid of them immediately. <laughs> right. <laughs> if they extend Darius Slade, he's gone next year, for he's, sure. <laughs> he's, good as, he's good as gone in 2021. Him and an 8 million dead cap, <laughs> gone. Uh, um. All right. I see a lot of CBs in the chat, so we're going to have to give this one to you. I'm going to give you 0.02, so that makes you 1.51 to 1.5. You got the lead here? This is a very complicated uh, scoring system. You don't understand. It's fine. All right. Scenario number five. Would you rather overspend on a, a running back in free agency or draft one in the second round? This is my least favorite question of all time. So obviously <laughs> you came up with it. I guess I'm going to take this because, I mean, this is this is a Sophie's choice here because I hate spending a lot on a running back in the first place. And I don't think running back is a particularly big need at all for this team currently. But I guess I'd rather take one in the second round. <laughs> Oh God, I hate saying that because I was against taking carry on Johnson in the second round. But the only reason in, in this case I would lean on that side is because it doesn't cost much in terms of cap space. It's it's something that doesn't bust your budget where spending on a running back in free agency has, has been a proven method to to not be successful. I don't think there's a guy in free agency that's worthy of the line spending a lot in uh, in free agency. So I mean, I guess you take one in the second round. I don't have a guy in mind. I like I said, I just I don't think running back is a particularly big need. I'm fine with the lines going carry on Johnson, Bo Scarborough, Ty Johnson as their top three and and rolling with that with a couple, you know, training camp tryout type of thing. But I I I mean, I guess if you want if you're not that sold on carry on Johnson's health, um, or you want kind of a, a more proven 
you know, big back that, and you're, you're, you're worried that Bo Scarborough is maybe a flash in the pan. Sure. I, I guess you can add something that I prefer a day three guy, but they, they, day two round two, you know, I'm, I'm going to be pretty upset at the time, but I'll warm to it. Yeah. You, you'll warm up to it. If it's a, uh, I don't know, JK Dobbins or something like that. Right. Sure. <laughs> Just draft all of Ohio state. Why not? <laughs> why not? Okay. Well here, let me give you the reason why you should overspend on a running back in free agency. Because like you said, the Lions need something that's proven. They could go out and potentially get Derrick Henry. They could go out and potentially get Melvin Gordon. Those guys are proven guys who have track records of being productive in the NFL. And I think that the Lions, for the longest time, we've been wondering, what would this team look like if Matthew Stafford, or what would this offense look like? What, what, are, the, what are the heights that Matthew Stafford can reach in an offense with a competent running game and I don't think we've seen that in his entire career do that this offseason have your offense take the next step get a guy like Derrick Henry who can ground and pound teams in the NFC North just like Matt Patricia wants to do until people are black and blue and and just go after it that way well you're right in that we've seen Derrick Henry and and Melvin Gordon be successful but we've seen them be successful behind the Titans offensive line and the Chargers offensive line. I'm not so sure we're going to see them being successful against whoever this Lions offensive line is going to be, which we don't know right now because half the guys are either, you know, fifth round picks or later or being sent away in free agency. So, or potential cap casualties in Rick Wagner. Right. right. So, I mean, it just, like you gotta, you gotta, you, they're, they're putting the cart before the horse here. If they're going to spend a lot in free agency on a running back here, when their offensive line isn't set by any means. <laughs> just, just a truck. Yep. I don't know what to say to that. I don't want to yeah. argue for either of these. It's, points. Yes. <laughs> it's, both are horrible scenarios. Not quite as bad as the last one that's about to come up, but uh, I, I think we can both say that we don't want either of these things to happen. Um, but this, like I said, this is kind of set up to be a Sophie's choice here. Um, chat is saying absolutely don't waste a second pick on a running back. I'd have to go with the draft as well. Uh, you know what? I think I think it's slightly in my favor, so I'll only give myself point one, which means we're tied up going into the last round. <laughs> how, can, how did that happen, man? What are the odds? I don't know. This scoring system would make Drew Carey blush. <laughs> All right, our last one and. Guaranteed to make everyone hate us. Do you draft Tua Tagovailoa at third overall, or do you draft the top offensive tackle at third overall? <laughs> no Chase Young, no Jeff Okuda, no defensive players. We're talking Tua or the top offensive tackle with the third overall pack. No trading down either. The Lions are somehow in this hellhole where Matt Millen has busted in and taken everybody hostage, and he either wants a quarterback or an offensive tackle. And you can't take the bullet either. So, Ryan, which one are you taking? Oh, you're you're making me choose first? I almost want to have you put me into a corner. Um, okay. If I had to choose one, I'm taking Tua at three. Enlighten me. All right. So I'm taking Tua at three. 
and I can't trade the pick this year. But what I can do is I can hire a new coach who can then Kyler Murray, the ever loving shit out of Tua. (laughs) And then my team just hits reset again. Oh no. So I would essentially be burning a year to get a chance to get maybe another quarterback or to stick with Matthew Stafford still. Or maybe just another pick that's as good as number three, if not better. This isn't a great thing to be arguing, but I'm just saying that that would be one of the really dreadful scenarios that would happen. So you're taking the side of, with a third overall pick, blow up the 2020 season. (laughs) And the 2021 season, for that matter. I don't think that there's any way of of fixing that truly. You'd uh, you'd rather do that than, than get an offensive tackle that could realistically, like, play this year and actually help out the team it's i I mean i'm not going to argue that it's good value for for especially the offensive tackles that are in this draft i'm not going to argue that it's the most pressing need or anything like that but you get immediate contributions out of them and you're not trying to tank the team to get them off your team i mean a fair point a fair point, but I guess I just view Tua as being more valuable like next season. So I know that yeah. like, I, but here's the thing. So you take Tua at three, you don't do anything with him. He sits on the bench. He gains value because he only gets healthier sure. as he kind of sits and learns behind Matthew Stafford. And mm-hmm. you still have Matthew Stafford. You just mm-hmm. essentially bought yourself an extra lotto ticket for the following season. Are, are you entertaining the idea at all of, of trading Stafford next year and, and potentially essentially reloading on draft picks for, for 2021? What do I look like? Bozo the clown? I mean, no, I honestly think this is a conversation worth having a little bit honest. Like I know, I know this doesn't run again, run with what I've been saying all off season, but Matthew Stafford becomes tradable next year. And if Tua's if if you're drafting Tua at three, you should really believe in him. And believe that he can be, you know, I mean, if you're drafting quarterback at three, you, you think he has Patrick Mahomes potential. You do, especially when you already have Matthew Stafford. And and maybe you don't personally think that, but that I feel like that's the argument you should be making. I just feel like. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making your argument for you. I feel like these are my, like, these are my words, but they're not my thoughts. Like, Bozo did the dub. <laughs> I, it's just, I, I guess the, the point I'm making is yeah. that if if you if you draft a quarterback, you have to go the whole nine yards here. You have to say like, all right, well, Stafford's going to be pissed in 2020, but we'll get what we can out of him. If Tua has to play towards the end of the season because Stafford's injured or pissed or whatever, so be it. And then you move Stafford for you know maybe a second round pick, maybe even a first round pick next year. Um, get you reload and you start a new hopefully with a, a, a guy that turns out to be a, a top tier quarterback, because I mean, I think Tua has a good chance at that. Does he not? No, I, I think he has a chance at that. And here's, here's another scenario. The lions are so bad next year out of the gate that, Hey, there's a team that maybe their starting quarterback gets hurt and they think that they're a quarterback away from being a playoff or a Super Bowl team. So they make a trade to get Matthew Stafford and they, and they overpay for him because they think that this is their window. Yeah. Or, you know, I, maybe, the, maybe the team that trades for him is somebody who wants to have him for the next couple of years. And, and they get good value out of him. 
then you have the entire first, you know, five or six weeks for Tua to learn the NFL system, you know, another month and a half to get healthy, and then you can get him into playing. So, yeah, hey, I think I want the Lions to draft Tua at three. That means I'm kicking off the theme music. Let's hear it. Tua. All right, and with the Tua the talk theme, we are going to end first. But thank you for joining us, Ryan. Thank you for creating such horrible, horrible scenarios for us. And um, I, I think with that last one, nobody wins, so it's officially a tie. We're going to have to do a five uh, a five touchdown shootout from the three yard line, but we're going to have to do that after after we're off air. <laughs> so thank you for joining us. Um, come this weekend, we're going to have our full POD cast. We're going to have a full combine recap. Um, so make sure you you stick around for that. Make sure you rate, subscribe to the podcast. We we're going to start reading reviews again. So leave some nice ones there. Leave all your thoughts there. And to our Twitch chat, thank you for joining us as always. We will see you this weekend. Oh,